Just happened the podcast that puts the boo in your boogie. <laughs> Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recording for posterity on October 16th, 2015, to be aired on October 25th, my wife's birthday. We submit for approval, your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. And uh no guests at the FTC today. Yes and no. Well, kinda. We're, we're, we're going to get to that in a little bit. No guests physically in the FTC today. No, we're not doing any kind of summons or weird <laughs> kind of... Right, yes, it's Halloween season. No, Nick's not back. I've talked to him. We're so going to try to get him back in. But uh, here we are. Army of Two, technically, podcast. Yeah. Which is good because with the Army of Two, I feel like I can get more topics in. More stuff that I want to cover that sometimes either we're pressed for time or I get so involved in other people's conversations that as soon as a podcast so is over, I say to myself, ah, fuck. I meant to mention this, that, and the other. So, And uh, we have a good amount of loyal listeners looking for our Army of Two podcast. No offense to any of our guests. Again, we love our guests. Um, anybody's welcome oh, yeah. on the show anytime you like. Might cost you six beers or so. But, um, yeah, come on down to the FTC. Give us a call on our new hotline. Yep. That's uh, FuckPieUTJH, or I forget what the actual number is, but F-U-K-P-I-E-U-T-J-H. I will tell you that number right meow. It is 385-743-8854. Sometimes we might answer. Yeah. Or you can send us a text message, or you can send us a multimedia message. We're taking a collection for the um, Divorced Men of America. <laughs> Who need to see cleavage? Uh, you could uh, whatever you guys send us via message within the parameters of the Facebook licensing agreement. We'll post it on our webpage. So yeah, and everything else we'll keep and jerk off to later. Send in those dick pics, guys. ASAP. All right. So without further ado, all right. Shout outs. <laughs> So today, shout out Maria, blah. Shout out to some of my fellow co-workers. Those of us that are new in our position, we're kind of all doing a really good job, I think. Uh, shout out to Rodney for showing up on a Friday podcast, which we also haven't done in a long time. Have we done a Friday podcast? I don't remember doing a Friday podcast. I don't think so, but I didn't want to say that we haven't and then be proven wrong by David Merkel. Yeah, but then we'll have something for corrections. Who I fear. Also, shout out to David Merkel for... Oh, shout out to David Merkel, Liz, and Nelson, all for sending me messages telling me that the Hulk is going to be in Thor Ragnarok. Down very, in Ra- very excited. Down in Ragnarok? Very, very excited for that. You guys should know by now how much of a Hulk fan I am. In Marvel we trust, yes. So Marvel's doing actually really big things right now. I'm not sure if you knew this, but now the Captain America Falcon, there's a, the new cover for Avengers, I guess, is him kissing female Thor. Like they're flying and kissing. Drawn by Alex Ross, one of the greatest comic book artists of all time. My favorite, personally. So she's putting the hammer down and he's keeping it safe behind the shield. What are your shoutouts? <laughs> Shout out to my wife, double shout out to my wife, for just being my wife, for one, holding down, and two, uh, for having her birthday. See? I was going to do it, and I was like, I'm going to leave that one for Ronnie this week. <laughs> uh, on the day that this podcast airs, uh, birthday, more birthday shout out, shout out to my friend Jesus, my friend Carmen, Ashley, Stefan, birthday's on Halloween, and, uh, and little Ivan. And little Ivan, Who's yeah. birthday, my godson. Who's my turning godsons. three. He's also, uh, yeah, turning three on Halloween as well. A shout out to Halloween, oh. fuck. Jesus' first scare. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's the day that he resurrected Lazarus. I know we don't talk about religion, but. Did Jesus resurrect Lazarus on Halloween? I don't know. 
There wasn't a Halloween then. But you can't be proven wrong if people don't know. Is there a date for Lazarus? Lazarus Day? Lazarus Day Studios? That should be the name of our studio when we make it big. Also, shout out to Jason, who pooped in his potty this week. Hey, oh, uh, good for him. Uh, all it takes is a little bit of bribery, and it's probably going to get pretty expensive because he wants candy every time he takes a dump in the potty. I heard what's good to have little boys take a piss in the toilet, like standing up taking a piss, is to put Cheerio in the toilet. And you make it into a game like, oh, pee at the Cheerio kind of thing. I don't think I could hit the Cheerio. <laughs> but I don't know. This woman was telling me about it. This older woman at my job who's like, oh, when your son learns how to potty. I'm like, all right. It's a little uncomfortable talking about my son's dick in public, but okay. I feel like my son would eventually, that game would evolve into him actually pissing in somebody's Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be funny and tragic at the same time. Now, if he could do it while the person's sitting down and he's standing on the floor and he could arc it into there, at that point, good for him. A la Desperado. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if he gets that good, um, nobody could be mad at him. Mm. All right, so, any more shout-outs? No, that's all I got. Theme music! That's going to like it. All right, what do we got? All right, so along with the, the obvious podcast news, like we said before, call that number. It's the new number. We're really trying to push that. There will also be some videos coming soon, a la YouTube. Unfortunately, my face has turned into that of a 13-year-old, and for whatever reason, I broke out with acne on my face, and I want to clear that up before making any videos. <laughs> not camera ready? No, and believe it or not, I don't like wearing makeup, despite the whole Spock thing and who you may ask. So anyway, podcast news, go. Podcast news, we have a new listener uh, by the name of Luke Pascal, which is weird because Luke doesn't listen to podcasts. Luke just now started listening to the show? I don't know. I mean, his name's showing up on SoundCloud, which, you know, awesome if you're listening. It'd be awesome if it's not <laughs> the, the Luke from You're Gonna Get a Disease and it just has to be some random fucking dude like, what, man? I like the show. He has no idea. He's probably really positive, a Democrat. Or what if he's just fucking with us? It's like, he knows Luke doesn't listen to the show. He stole this picture off of Facebook and created a SoundCloud account. I'm just going to fuck with these guys. Rodney's going to get all fucking hyped up and catfish this guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shout-outs to our regular audience, of course, in Aurora, Chicago, Wichita, uh, Mountain View, California. You're trying to think of... Um... Shout-out to Aubrey and JD, who I, w- I was originally trying to get on the show today, and it turns out they were busy, but they're all like, let us know if you're clear for Sunday, but I'm not. So, But thank you to you guys. Um, the past couple weekends you've been trying to be on the show is just scheduling conflicts. We're going to try and get both of you on the show very, very soon. Shout out to Armando, who wanted to be on the show, but ended up getting sick. Shout out to Ryan Madigan, who also wanted to be on the show, but plans fell through. So we're an army of two, but not for lack of trying. <laughs> also, shout outs to uh, Mountain View, California. Again, I think we've talked about um, how their numbers are um, pretty high up or they're climbing the charts in terms of getting listeners out there. So appreciate you uh, spreading the good word. Welcome to the show. Hope you guys are enjoying. San Jose, D.C. and Boston, of course. Uh, new listener in Downers Grove. One listener in Downers Grove. Uh, new listeners in Kohu, Japan, London, United Kingdom. Shout out to the boys over the Smith Signal. Davao, Philippines, Madrid, Spain. Oweri, Nigeria. In Milan, Italy. Yeah. Hello. Fashion capital of Italy. Were you going to say the world for a second? 
<laughs> I don't know what the fashion capital of the world is. My house. Yeah. All right, let's move on because we got a lot of stuff to cover today. A lot of stuff I want to cover. I don't know what the fuck Ronnie wants to say. All right, moving on to the um, I just saw portion of today. Um, I just saw The Walking Dead series season premiere on Sunday. Did you watch it? I did. I watched it in Kentucky. Oh yeah, how was Kentucky, by the way? It was about as fun as it sounds like it would be. No offense to Kentucky. I don't think we have any listeners. Did you Kentucky. have a good time? It was about as fun <laughs> as it sounds like it would be. All right, anyway, Walking Dead, really enjoyed the episode. Um... I really enjoyed the cinematography behind it and watching The Talking Dead and listening to the writers and creators of that episode talk about their reasoning between the black and white and the, the color really made it clear in the in the editing for it. Like, really made it clear why they did it the way that they did. Who was on The Talking Dead? The guy from Can't Hardly Wait. Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I hated that uh, he got killed in the episode because it's like, you yeah. finally got Ethan Embry and you spent the whole episode trying to convince him that this is what to do and then he ends up dying in the end. And uh, quick fuck you to Rick for being the guy that can't see his own situation. Like every episode he's talking about, we don't want to keep people like that in our group. You were those people at one time. Don't you see? Like you were the guy that was out in the wilderness that was fucking lost and these people found you and brought you in. Now you don't want to go looking for people? Yeah, I mean, did you see, He's uh, really selfish about that. I understand needing to protect your people and stuff like that, but you're alive due to these people. Did you see the honest trailer for The Walking Dead? No. Did I show you that? No, we gotta watch that. Everything he does is about the group, where Rick constantly contradicts himself, like in favor of something for the group. That shit drives me crazy. I'm really glad Morgan's back. He's such a toned down version of himself from the last time we saw him. Oh, the last time we saw him a couple seasons back when he was all crazy and he had the spikes all over the road and stuff like that. After his son died, spoiler alert. But it's it's really cool to see him and Rick interacting again and seeing one another for who they are at this point in their lives. Really enjoy that. Another thing that I saw, it's Wait, a new... On. In terms of The Walking Dead, I had questions. So, can you elaborate on the whole Talking Dead thing? Because it's like, I don't know, I didn't see The Talking Dead. I ended up watching the episode that was after The Talking Dead, so I had, like, no explanation. So I came in a little late. By the time I tuned in, it was probably 10 to 11, I think, Eastern Time. And Daryl was already riding down the road in motorcycles in black and white. So, I gather that the idea was the black and white was what happened before and the color was present time. Yeah. Which, I don't know, made sense if you're going to film the episode that way. And I appreciate the, the risk that you take, but it, I just found it a little confusing. I, li- I mean, I liked it just because they could have just gone the linear route, which would have been fine. You wouldn't have been able to edit it the same way because you needed those beats in between. So you needed to stay talk about in the, in the Talking Dead. You needed to see him trying to convince Ethan Embry's character and him essentially sparing his life to the very next scene is him dying to show that contrast that rick at the end of the day knows what he's talking about he might not always be right but in this scenario he was absolutely right and just to have those quick cuts between the two i thought was cool i like the fact that morgan sees through uh what's her name's bullshit yeah that was pretty cool yeah but i mean i don't know i appreciate them taking chances but my first episode from the break really should be more of exposition like i wanted to know what was going on with rick and that chick he was interested in and kind of really I wanted mean, to they covered some of that that she i mean she doesn't want anything to do with them anymore yeah and i wanted to know like i wanted a little more morgan i don't know the town mayor or whatever the hell whoever that was that chick's losing her grip yeah i kind of wanted a little more more of that as I'm opposed glad to that, i'm glad that that dude nick is finally uh not fucking with glenn anymore and i like the fact that glenn saves people like a big part of the show to me is glenn
from the beginning, like you see his the evolution of his character more than almost any other. Him and Carol. Carol's the name of the chick. Him and Carol, you see that those two going through so much and they changed in two totally different ways. Carol became the real dark and bitter one that you didn't know what she was thinking. And Glenn, you always know what he's thinking. You know, I'm I'm here to help save the day. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. It's, it's like what Maggie says when she's like, you know, Glenn saves people. Speaking of Maggie, there is a new horror movie coming out. I forgot what it's called. I'm sorry. I apologize. But she's in it. And it's nice. It's about, you know, a killer doll or, or something like that. And looks spooky. Looks pretty spooky. Speaking of Halloween, there's a Halloween episode. So. And, and shout out to the Walking Dead writers for um, putting an Asian in a prominent position in normal American sitcom that doesn't have him featuring being accountant or uh martial artist yeah or martial arts yeah touche kudos to them speaking of martial arts new tv show that the kid is watching that i actually really enjoy pj masks have you seen this shit yeah it's kind of i i like the concept i don't like um that the hero is cat boy yeah i feel like it's weird I mean, I don't like cats, but what it is is these three kids dress up in their pajamas at night and have superpowers and stuff, and they help. They help. They what? What is it that they say? Um, they do something at night to save the day, that kind of thing. But it features Cat Boy, which he's super fast. Gecko, who's super strong, and his costume can change. His PJs can change color. And Owlette, which she can fly. And her wings can, like, you know, emit some kind of blast or whatever. But it's a pretty cool cartoon. Like, it's, it's smart. Like, they their base has a totem pole and the vehicles come out of each level of the totem pole depending on which vehicle they use. I know it's it's a clever TV show and I, I really like it. And Ceci likes it, which I also enjoy that very much. That and Super Y, which is a show on WTT or PBS where they um, it's superhero kids that read. So maybe she's more like me than I thought, which is awesome. That's part of my fuck you. Talked about horror. Oh, so Marvel. The big rumor going on right now is that Marvel is getting the rights back to the Fantastic Four, which mm. you're welcome, world, for that one. Yeah, we're gonna take credit for that one. Uh, so that's cool. That Fox is. I, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I was talking to Maria about it. I said, you know, maybe that means that mutants might be coming back over to Marvel as well. But then it was announced that Marvel might be giving the rights to Fox to make a TV show of the Hellfire Club, which I don't see being very good. Doesn't sound very good. Yeah, hold on to your retirement, Hugh Jackman. Why the Hellfire Club? There's so much cool shit. Like when they made the Generation X. Uh, was it was it a movie or a miniseries or something? But they made that and it wasn't great, but they were doing well, so I don't know. But that's it for my I just saw. I know it sounded like a lot of stuff. Sorry. Uh, for my um, I just saw. I saw the best of the best. Part 1 and 2, which, kind of guilty pleasure movie. Hell yeah. It's not really like a, don't go in, if you haven't seen it, don't go in watching the best of the best and expecting, you know, ripping, gripping, excellent plot or... No, it's yeah. it's a 90s martial arts movie. Yeah, with workout montages. Need to and, bring back those... those and Eric movies. Roberts, of all people. Julia Roberts' broke-ass brother. Playing the hero. Yeah. And not the villain like in uh, everything else. Yeah, I like Eric Roberts in the, the hero role. He wasn't in enough action roles. But, he, I mean, he does play a good douchebag, though. Yep. Speaking of The Walking Dead, I also saw the Heartbreak Kid, the Ben Stiller version. Kind of weird to see Herschel in a different role that's not Herschel. Fuck me like a black man. Man, when she says that shit, I was dying. Yeah, kind of weird to see Melon Ackerman in a, um, a real raunchy role. She has no problem getting naked, which I appreciate. But, you know, that should be a left or right coming up. Uh, Melon Ackerman and Michelle Monaghan. Monaghan. 
Monaghan, yeah. It's just two totally different women, though. Yeah. Like Michelle Monaghan has, to me, has no body. Cute face, though. Very cute face. She's pretty. Malin Ackerman doesn't have much of a body, either. Yeah, but you've seen it. <laughs> True. <laughs> David, if you can find any pictures of uh, uh, Michelle Monaghan. That's um, going to be a rough one for you, pal. I'm sorry. Yeah. What else? Um, I also saw Invincible. Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah. The best thing to come out of Invincible is the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode of The Gang Gets Invisible. Invincible. Where they all try to try out for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Yeah. But um, Elizabeth Banks in that movie. Mm. It's really great. like the accent. Oh, real quick. Speaking of TV shows, been watching more of The League again. And there's an episode where Ruxin has to is taking a piss at the urinal. And it, there's a urinal... And a toilet right next to it. There's no divider. So this guy comes in and he starts taking a shit right next to Ruggs. And he's like, what are you doing? This is a one-person bathroom. He's like, no, it isn't. You have your urinal there. You know, I'm taking a shit. So he keeps complaining to his boss. And he's like, there's no reason why I should have to take a piss and look down at this guy who's taking a shit. And we're making eye contact. He's like, nobody wants to have eye contact. They're like, even dogs don't like to have eye contact when they're taking a shit. They always kind of shy away. And at the end of the episode, Ruxin is taking a shit because he can't halt. Like, he ends up eating something that makes him need to take a shit. And he's taking the shit and his boss comes walking in and it's, uh, fuck, what is that guy's name? The guy from the NFL Network or the, from, uh, Fox 32 that always does the color commentary with... Mike Adamley? No, but he's the funny guy. The guy from The Hangover. Zach Galifianakis? No, the guy was like, in the face! That guy, the cop... Oh, yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. It's him. And Ruxin is screaming, and this guy's like, maintain eye contact with him. The two of them are screaming at each other from, like, no further than a foot away. And it's just a 30-second long scream of them just full-on eye contact screaming. But the funny part is that they both subside at the same time, and I gotta show you that clip. It's It might not be that funny to you, but I was downstairs in tears watching it. Marie's like, what happened downstairs? John, is it Riggle? I don't know. I never knew his name. I mean, it's, it's just one of those, uh, I don't think i would see a movie where he was the prominent character but he plays a he's a great character actor in comedies yeah yeah shout out to anna camp from pitch perfect who's in the show at some point she's actually pretty funny all right that's it for my i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you can take a drink and i also saw um the you suck at cooking videos which are awesome you ever seen the you suck at cooking videos is that the one where the guy just throws shit into like throws shit all over the place yeah yeah like in a toilet and everything? like like 10 different ways no not that not oh, that video. i don't like that the 10 different ways to cut onions you gotta youtube it you suck at cooking videos really good time just in my you know you get in that rabbit hole of youtube videos oh i'm aware i live in that hole so she says Moving on to the corrections department, Rodney. Corrections for this week. A shitload of sharks is actually called a shiver of sharks. So we're really close. We're very, very close. Speaking of which, did you like the the left shark on fire? Yeah. (laughs) I thought about that as I was telling that story. (laughs) I'm like, I wonder how many left sharks posts we're going to get on our website. And sure enough, in podcast peeps, somebody posted left shark on fire. Which I actually thought about would be a cool costume. That was me. I posted that. Oh, yeah. Oddly enough, Adam. But um, I actually thought about a left shark costume for Halloween. For those of you that don't know, the left shark was the shark at Katy Perry's Super Bowl performance that was kind of just doing its own fucking thing. Yeah. Which, seeing that video and actually editing the podcast, you know, I looked up the left shark video. Because I was thinking, 
Man, it'd be funny if, you know, as we were talking about the shark costume, if I made another shark costume and I made a shark costume for Sandra and we just, just Jason up as like a beach ball and we could have Italian in like a little baby Katy Perry costume, that'd be a lot of fun. But we don't have nearly enough time to make all those costumes. I looked up the video again of the Super Bowl performance and I don't see how the left shark was actually that bad. I mean, he's probably dancing the best as he could in the shark costume, but I mean... It's the face of the shark that just makes it that much fun here though because you have the shark that's a little bit off and it just looks like it's like the whole time yeah i guess i, I don't know i kind of need a video breakdown of why i mean i just kind of went along it's just one of those things it's on social media okay i went along with it yeah left shark kind of funny but... you were laughing your ass off while we were watching it you're over there look at the fucking left shark that was, was you you're like i have i don't remember i remember the next day being like holy fuck rodney was right about the whole left shark thing like it blew up but you called it on that I just, I was laughing at how goofy their faces were. I didn't think his dancing was like, if comparatively to right shark, I mean, I don't know. I guess. It was just one of those things where I felt... Is that going to be our left to right? <laughs> left to right shark. <laughs> but uh, a shiver of sharks is a group of sharks. Not a, well, I guess technically a shitload of sharks. I guess at that point you're shivering anyway, so yeah. it sounds about right. I, I tried to look up the etymology of that, I mean... You figure a bunch of sharks would make you shiver, but I suppose you can also call it pissing your pants is a shitload of sharks. Anyways, uh, Sebastian Shaw, I mentioned on the last episode, was uh, Darth Vader, not the Winter Soldier. Um, and he was also the character Kevin Bacon played in X-Men First Class, which I wonder if there was a reason why. I mean, Sebastian Shaw, is that a character in the X-Men series? Yeah, he's in the Hellfire Club. Hmm. I wonder if he has like a connection to Vader. Why would he play Darth Vader? Well, no, I wonder if they named him Sebastian Shaw after the character who played Vader. Perhaps. Was Doctor Doom based on Vader, or was Vader based on Doctor Doom? Vader was based on Doctor Doom. Hmm. You want to do Sebastian Shaw for, for comic book? We should do Sebastian <laughs> Shaw for comic book. <laughs> Sebastian? Sebastian. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sebastian Stan was the Winter Soldier. So different Sebastian. But uh, don't fault me for that, because uh, we all make mistakes in life, and we all have regrets. But whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call 312-945-6254. Or visit their website and get a free quote today. Sorry. That's... Sorry. <laughs> What's the next line? Line. That's A-L-I-N. That's A-L-I-N. Wait, we... No, you didn't do the insurance. Did we do the insurance.com? I'll call 312-945-6254. That's A-L-I-N for a limb. Because <laughs> they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. Yeah, I think we didn't do the elementary <laughs> Moving on to the fuck you department. Got a few of these today. Uh, fuck you first and foremost to Playboy for oh, saying yeah. that they are no longer going to be spreading <laughs> full nude photographs anymore. So really, what the fuck is the point? Articles? 13-year-old Adam is so pissed off at that right now. Yeah, but I don't know. You figure maybe they will be able to sell to more people because they don't have to be covered up with the newsstand anymore. But who's really buying magazines that often anymore? This is true. We can all look our, up our porn on the internet. Or if you know David Merkel. If you know David Merkel. A fuck you to Lamar Odom for nearly dying. And fuck you to people that actually care that Lamar Odom is kind of dying. Yeah, support our quest for better entertainment. This is proof that nothing good comes out of sticking your dick in a Kardashian. Yeah, pretty much. Northwest, I'm looking at you. Mm. So fuck you to both of those people. Fuck you to people that do not use a turn signal. Today, this guy... I thought you were going to say do not use a condom when they fuck a Kardashian. That too. This guy came out of an alley and turned... I, I mean, I stopped and gave me enough room, but I didn't know which way it was going. So, of course, he turned right into my lane, 
which was awesome. And then probably 20 feet down, he made another right, but I almost credit, like just rear-ended him because he made a right just out of nowhere without putting a signal on. I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Just signal. Also, fuck you to the lady that didn't realize that the big solid white line that your back tire was at is not where you're supposed to stop. You're supposed to stop in front of that fucking line when you're at a stop sign, not almost past it. And the only reason she stopped is because I pulled up to the intersection first and she happened to look in my direction and be like, oh, somebody's there this whole time. Fuck you. Yeah. I also hate the um fuck you to the uh the curb sneakers. I found that um his actual term. Shout out to Allison Rosen and the Thursday crew. Curb sneakers are the people who pretend to turn and jump in the right hand lane and then speed up in front of you as soon as the light turns green. Fuck you to those people. I'll uh piggybacking my fuck you to people who think that their time is more valuable and they're more of a hurry than you are. Yep. And then uh I thought about actually thinking maybe we should start a segment called Really Really. Like just throw shit out there and be like, Really? Really? I'm not for that. Yeah. Starting next week. Yeah. And then, fuck you to all the haters on Facebook and all the internet trolls. Shout out to Chicago Vape Nation. For some reason, a friend of mine was on uh, Chicago Vape Nation and, uh, you know, she'll put random posts of, like, questions and, you know, because the group's pretty helpful. If you have, if you're concerned about things, vaping's like a, it's almost like an art like, it's very subjective. People do their own thing. Like, people build their own coils, different wraps, different addies, different tanks, different styles, different flavor, different juice. But I've noticed for the girls who post on there, it's almost formulaic. Every time, like, a girl posts anything, like a picture of her smoking or a picture of her coil or, you know, questions she has, like, she'll get a ton of likes or she'll get a, a bunch of advice from guys. And, like, I hadn't noticed this until I'd been watching a few posts. There are a bunch of haters on the post that go, oh, she's just getting a bunch of likes because she's a girl. I'm like, what? What difference does it make like it, it's not a like competition like it's it's a forum for people to like help each other out and kind of i don't know figure shit out figure out how to build wire figure out figure out how to build coils and um figure out what's the best stuff to use and then you get people hating because okay she's a girl she has like a lot more likes than other people and then you know, get haters on the haters who criticize guys for contributing to the post it's like okay yeah i'm sure you know it's a girl more people be willing to help her out i mean that's that's life Hey, you fall down on the street. Um, if you're a girl, you'll probably get more people willing to help you help you back up. Exactly. Or open doors for you. I mean, it's just common courtesy. So, like, don't hate on the guys for putting posts on her or replying to her posts just because you know you say, "Oh, these guys are thirsty," or "Oh, she's just getting likes because she's a girl." What difference is it? Who cares how many likes you get? That's the problem with forums. Like, for every good piece of information you get, there's always at least like a hundred superherohype.com my website that i usually go to to find out about the movie stuff they're usually pretty good about things other times they're very biased you can tell that where their sponsorships come come from so whatever but you get one person on any post and of course you got the first person says first then you got other people saying fuck you for saying first i'm first then the third guy who posted late or was trying to be the first one that isn't first and says first for him and then you got people going back and forth and apparently michael b jordan is the big joke right now that anytime somebody's cast for anything they're like oh they should have just put michael b jordan as it so it just turns to this big fanboys are never satisfied i mean rodney and i have proven the fact that you could be a fan and still be open to certain ideas whether it be casting or plot stories so take it easy sometimes any more fuck yous uh yeah harry jimmy trent rory are out there fuck you too Uh oh my fear's starting to hit you a little bit. You know, I've got a, um, I'm going to submit for approval my first uh, really, really submission, I guess. Fight Club 2? Really? I thought they're doing a TV show. Really? 
I don't know. I saw an ad somewhere for Fight Club 2. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the movie. Mostly because I al- I've also read the book. It's not just, hey, you know, I'm that guy that has seen the movie and that's about it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary either. That's just me. Moving on. And who are you going to get to cast those roles as well? Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> off. All right, let's move on. Comic Cliff Notes. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Cliff Notes. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Mr. Sebastian... Shaw. Not who my son is named after, unlike Rodney. Well, my son's not named after Sebastian Shaw either. Funny. Born. Born. Created February 1980. So he's younger than you. Heroes are created, not born. Although born poor, Sebastian Shaw's brilliant mind for business helped him become a millionaire by the age of 20. (laughs) Created poor. He became head of Shaw Industries and was invited to join the Hellfire Club. An elite club for the wealthy and powerful. Shaw joined the club's secret council of the Chosen, which schemed to achieve world domination. Seizing control of the club and becoming its black king, African American king, he changed its name to the Inner Circle and teamed with fellow mutant Emma Frost, the White Queen, in secretly creating mutant hunting sentinels. So. I heard Inner Circle and I just want to play that BGM. Nice. Um, Six foot two, 210 pounds. Black eyes, gray hair that he keeps in a ponytail. Mutant power to absorb kinetic energy, which is which enhances his strength, speed, and stamina. He can also absorb electrical energy. Here's what I never liked about the Hellfire Club. They dressed like it was 1798 all the time. Like, like they could have been extras in Pride and Prejudice. And there's something so effeminate about that era of men. Like the uh, um, pirate shirts. Yeah, all that shit. Can't stand it. The puffy shirt. But, uh... Figured it would have bitten the pirate shirt. I mean, a Seinfeld reference. That's why I, that's why I said the puffy shirt. Oh, did they call it the puffy shirt? Yeah. I thought they called it the pirate shirt. No, it's the puffy shirt. I corrected him. It's okay, Seinfeld fans. I'm on it. I mean, who we get to play a guy that was already played by... Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. I mean, Kevin Bacon did a pretty good job of him. I'm not going to lie. He's supposed to have almost like an air of pompousness, though, at the same time. And does every supervillain have to be after world domination? I mean, can we get some just, like, less ambitious well, Kingpin, city he's, domination? He's really just, yeah, he's just really worried about the city. Still, I mean, that's that's a little even too ambitious for one person. Like, that's more like a politician ambitious. Can we get, like, yeah, I want to dominate the 34th Ward, you know? Maybe just... How about just Chinatown? You know? Or... Or or a zip code. You know who would have been good for this role to me? Granted, his hair is not really great. Is Daniel Craig. A guy who could almost... Who looks like he could have been born poor. Yeah. Because there's nothing attractive about that guy. Yeah. No. Daniel Craig as James Bond. Really? Really? (laughs) This has been Comic Cliff Notes. The Sebastian Shaw edition. You've just been schooled. Booyah! Alright, moving on. Alright, moving on to today's left or right. Today's left or right is going to be a close one. Two women around the same age, around the same height, around the same build, about the same hair. And apparently they often get confused with one another by other people, obviously not by themselves. Jessica Chastain versus Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, I thought we were doing Shara Shahi or 
No, that was just a bonus one. Oh, okay. On the Facebook... Aren't they both com, local? Sir Shahi is not, I don't believe. I could have sworn she was from Chicago. Because wasn't she on an episode of Arrow? I thought we talked about her as being an underrated hot chick. She is an underrated hot chick. No, Hewlett's Texas. Anyway, on Facebook.com slash hashtag UTJH, I posted Janina Gavin Carr versus Sarah Shahi. So if you guys want a bonus left or right, that's where you can find that. Shout out to Janina Gavin Carr, who is welcome on the show. Welcome on the show, of course, and is a local woman. Well, so is Sarah Shahi, of course, welcome on the show. Of course, of course. We are not shunning you away by any means. But anyway, back to the main event of Bryce Dallas Howard versus Jessica Chastain. I really like Jessica Chastain in The Martian. Yeah. Really like Bryce Dallas Howard in The Village. Mm. Not in terms of looks, in terms of acting ability. Okay. Jessica Chastain, I heard, was very good in Zero Dark Thirty. She was very good in Zero Dark Thirty. Bryce Dallas Howard, I heard, was very good in Jurassic World. She was very good in Jurassic World. (laughs) Bryce Dallas Howard looked fucking amazing in 50-50. And as the first Gwen Stacy, I thought she looked good. That was probably where I think she looked the best. Is Gwen Stacy? Yeah. Have you seen 50-50? Yes. I think she looked amazing in that. Uh, I'm surprised you got past Anna Kendrick. Oh, I'm not saying she won the role. But Jessica Chastain to me looked better. Or, I'm sorry. See? There it is. Bryce Dallas Howard to me looked better. Like, the best in that movie for her. Jessica Chastain is in the upcoming movie Crimson Peak, which is the Guillermo del Toro horror movie. She was in Interstellar. Mama. She did voice work. They were both in the movie The Help, apparently. I haven't seen it, so sorry. Uh, really? So three redheads in The Help, huh? Yeah. I don't know if the carpet matches the pubes, but it's all good to me. But yeah. Is very... it really is there really carpet anymore? Anybody? I think it's making a comeback. They're, I think they're both absolutely gorgeous, but I have to go Bryce Dallas Howard for for the win. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you on this one. Wow. Just because Jessica Chastain is a little too... I don't know. Jessica Chastain's older. She's four years older. I feel like if I was doing something wrong, Jessica Chastain would be the first person to tell me. And I wouldn't want to be around for that. You know, she was captain in The Martian. She was a motherfucker who found the house in Zero Dark Thirty. I like aggressive women. But that's a little, almost too much. She's John Connor's wife in Terminator Salvation as well, Bryce Dallas Howard. So she got to bang the guy that saves us. Oh, good for her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Rodney and I finally agree on one so far. So if you guys have an opinion on, I I will be posting a picture of the two of them today. I wanted to give myself a little bit of a break so Marie doesn't think I'm just looking up hot tricks every day. (laughs) That's really the reason behind left to right. Because what was the first one? I did Selma Hayek and Sophie Vergara. Then the next day I did these two. And now tomorrow I'll be doing the other two. Which sounds amazing if I put it that way. Yeah, we could do left or right guys and during the Pride Parade or something. Yeah. Guys edition. Yep. All right. So like I said, make sure you post on what you want to put or what you want to say is the one that you want. Where right. you want to put it. Yes. All right, moving on. Moving on to the Uchi movie game. Brave Hearts. Anyway, so if you guys don't know the rules by now, here are the rules. Today, I'm going to be giving Rodney at least two movies. He has to guess each movie for one point by the quotes that I give him. If he does not know the movie by the quotes that I give him, I will give him further quotes for said movies. With a maximum of three quotes per movie. Correct. The final objective is to guess which actor or actress is from both movies. Or all of the movies. 
if I don't guess the actor by the second movie. Correct. We are using quotes directly from the movies. So here we go. You're going to die young because you smoked 30 cigarettes a day since you were 15. And you're going to go to hell because of the life you took. Constantine? For one point. Alright. Oh yeah, the lowest amount of points wins. We're so bad at explaining this game. <laughs> Somebody please, if you can, uh, you have a better way to explain the game, call UTJH and uh, leave us a voicemail. Oh, in 200 years, we've gone from, I regret but I have one life to give for my country, to fuck you. Ah, shit. Oh, in 200 years, we've gone from, I regret but I have one life to give for my country, to fuck you. I almost want to say... Die Hard, but I know it's not Die Hard. Uh, give me another quote. Alright, you're gonna get it by this one. Did you know it took me three hours to get here from the airport? I got so lost. LA's one big place, but I guess you don't notice seeing as how you live here. I'm such a yokel. There, I said it. Speed. For three points. And the actor between those two movies? Keanu Reeves. For four points. There it yeah. is, folks. Four points for Rodney Senior. Damn it, I knew it was like it's some sort of terrorist who uh, did it. We should go another round. Army of two. I think we'll run short. Okay. Right. Do you have one set up or? Um, I can. Or do you want me to find another one? Because I'm sure I can. You want me to do one? Do you have one queued up? No, but I can, I can figure it out right now. Triple feature for the Uchi movie aim on, on that just happened today. We're going round two. Round two. Okay, so I'm going to give Rodney some more clues again. He's got to guess the move. Let's see. That's very kind of you. I assume you are our mysterious party crasher. You are most troublesome for a security guard. Die Hard? For one point. Did you pick Die Hard because one of my earlier answers was Die Hard? <laughs> yep. I didn't think you were going to get that, that easily, but damn it. Let's see. Are you ready? Okay. The man loved being human. Probably why he was so good at it. The man loved being human. Dogma? For two points. Yeah. Alan Rickman. For three points, Rodney, very good. You know how fucking hard it was to find a quote from that movie that wasn't just obvious? Like, everything was just like, oh, he's gonna get that, oh, he's gonna get that, oh, he's gonna get that. Fuck, man, that was... Well, truth be told, I kind of figured you picked Bruce Willis or Alan Rickman. Yeah, I was and... looking through uh, Die Hard, I'm like, there's really nobody else that I can see Rodney knowing the name of the people. Uh, could have been Carl Winslow. I, don't I know. didn't know if he knew his actual name, though. I don't know if he has been... I just call him Carl Winslow. I don't know if he's been in any other movies. Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, the cop. Guess he doesn't have a whole lot of range. Yeah. I think his agent's like, hey, do you have any cop roles? All right. Round three. Round three, everybody. And this uh, this round's going to be for Adam. Okay. First movie, first quote. No journey is too great when one finds what he seeks. Mm. No journey is too great when one finds what he seeks. Karate Kid. Incorrect for one point. Ah, oh, shit, I completely forgot. Oh, okay. First movie, second quote for two points. He helped Joshua fight the Battle of Jericho. He helped Daniel get out of the lion's den. He helped Gilligan get off the island. Fuck. Coming to America. Is correct for two points. Fuck! It's my favorite comedy. Yeah, you were thinking Asian when I did the Nietzsche line, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> my racism cost me again. Okay. <laughs> Second movie, first quote for three points. Revenge is never a straight line. It's a forest, and like a forest, it's too easy to lose your way, to get lost, to forget where you came in. Star Wars? Incorrect for three points. Uh, second movie, second quote for four points. Do you find me sadistic? You know, I bet I could fry an egg on your head right now if I wanted to. Kill Bill. Is correct for four points. Samuel Jackson. 
is correct for five points. That was actually the one I originally picked today because I thought he played much, such a... It's actually the second time we used Samuel Jackson. He played such a small role in both movies. Second time who used Samuel Jackson? We've used Samuel Jackson before. Oh, yeah. Damn, damn. Back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our open forum segment. Man, I talked about everything that I wanted to talk about today. Good for me. Hmm. Uh, now, you wanted to talk about Fallen Heroes. Forgotten Heroes. Forgotten Heroes. Or <clears throat> movies where we completely forget who the hero actually is. So movies like, um, or shows, like Breaking Bad is a good example, because we forget that Hank is actually the good guy. I loved Hank in that show. Really meant to root for uh, Walter White. Now, are we talking about people that have died in these, or just... No, just, you know, I mean, you forget who the actual good guy is. Because I want to go with uh, Carl in The Walking Dead again. Because he's a good guy? Because he's not who everyone picks as, like, everyone talks about Daryl and Rick all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. And you got Carl over here who, Rick wouldn't even be alive if it weren't for him. He's the one that saved them from the tank in season one. Talk or Gl- I'm Glenn. sorry, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Glenn, not Carl. Whew. Sorry, sorry. I was like, really? Carl sucks. Yeah, not Carl. Definitely not fucking Carl. My apologies. Glenn. Glenn is, to me, the underrated guy of the show. No, I'm more looking for like a, oh, like a, a movie where it's like the bad guys almost made out to be the hero. Like in The Usual Suspects, how um, Chaz Palminteri is really a detective trying to assess the situation, figure out what's going on, but Kevin Spacey takes the movie, even though he's Kaiser Soze. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, major spoiler alert if you haven't seen that shit. Like The Rock in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Well, the the one that he's in. Well, the first one that he was in where he actually tried to stop the bad guys. Dead. Yeah, or Paul Walker in the first one. Paul Walker's just fucking... Well, he's dead now, so I can't wait. Smoking Aces is one of those movies where it, it ends with the main focus being on Ryan Reynolds, but the whole movie, you're you're thinking about everyone else. Like, you're thinking about Common's character or Alicia Keys' character or uh, Jeremy Piven's character. When really, you should be rooting for these guys to catch him first and foremost. And you should feel something when, spoiler alert, Ray Liotta dies in that movie. Mm. Robert De Niro's character in The Bronx Tale. You know, you, you, you got this whole movie about Collodrado and him trying to grow up, and you really don't see his home life. Like, you see a couple quick scenes where he's talking with his dad, but you see more of the Chaz Palminteri and his gang side. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's the opposite from Usual Suspects, where, you know, you're rooting for Chaz Palminteri, or you should be rooting for Chaz Palminteri in this one. Bronx Tale should be the other way around. You should be rooting for Robert De Niro. You know, he's, he's the guy that should have more influence over his son. It's his son. It's his life that he should be emulating, not that of the gangster that you, I'm sure people watching that movie just like, you know, look how hardcore these gangsters are. They're getting fights with bikers in their, in their bar and stuff like that. And, yeah. I really like Robert De Niro's character in that movie. I don't know if you can argue. No, it's just the departed. Oh, the town, I guess. Yes. John Hamm. Yeah. Great fucking movie. He's trying to do what's right, and Netflix really out for himself. Which, in the end, he ends up giving the money away, I suppose. And he's caught. You know, he didn't get away with the shit. Not really. He didn't get away with the money. Like you said, it was donated. I mean... His best friend gets killed. There's major spoilers. And he doesn't end up with a girl. Yeah. And if that were the case, if you were, what's her name? Would you really turn the money in? Me? Yeah, I would. But that's me. You wouldn't? As opposed to, like, donating it to Kids Youth Center? No, I don't think I would. Well, I'd turn you in. <laughs> Can't really think of anything else. Not off the top of my head, but I'm sure there'll be more to come. I want to talk, since it's Halloween season, I want to talk about movies that don't 
hold up the way that they used to when you were a kid. Like movies that used to scare you that you watch now and you're just like, you know, what was the big deal kind of thing? Because like Monster Squad, I used to be freaked out when, you know, Dracula would show his teeth and, you know, there's blood coming down his face. I mean, they can't make a movie like that for kids nowadays anymore, but now it's not scary. You know, I, Madman, I've talked about that movie before. Scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Not scary anymore. Gremlins used to scare me when I was a little kid. Twin Peaks, that fucked up show freaked me out. And now, now it's still freaky, don't get me wrong. It's still very, very disturbing, but it's not the same level of scare that it once was. Mm. Poltergeist scares me in a different way now. Whereas before it freaked me out, you know, the imagery, the, you know, the guy peeling the skin off of his face. Now the imagery doesn't scare me as much as the, as the dad. Like, like being a dad now, seeing what your family would be going through if, if it was that situation... That scares me. You know, it's it's a totally different kind of scare. Like, it's more of a real-world scare than even the skin coming off the face. Like, not being able to protect your family against something otherworldly. Terminator? Really? Terminator scared you, huh? Yeah, I used to be scared, you know, when I was uh, younger about... The apocalypse? Or, like, nuclear annihilation? Yeah, but now it's just, you know, you go back and watch it, and it's like, ah, oh, cool, Terminator. <laughs> right, now it's like, well, that time's passed, so... Yeah. Large Marge. He was a big adventure. Scared the fuck out of me. Vaguely remember that movie. That was the one he was looking for his bike, right? He, yeah. He only had one, right? No, I think there was another one. But that was the one where, you know, she turns and, like, her face gets all distorted. Like, Scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Now I watch it. It's like, uh, Halloween. When I yeah. saw it as a kid, fucked me up. Now it's nothing. Comparatively. Yeah, not so much. The Ring. When I first saw The Ring, you know, I was legit scared. See... That was one of the few movies where it was the opposite. I sat through that movie and I was kind of like, okay. Then I had nightmares about that movie and I was like, yeah, that was a scary movie. Yeah, that movie stays with you. Actually, that movie, I feel, was based on an 80s movie called Remote Control. And that movie scared the crap out of me. Control. Uh-huh. The original Night of the Living Dead scared me. Night of the Creeps scared me. That was the one with the worms. I always I always mix that up with Night of the Living Dead. Pet Cemetery scared me. But it had nothing to do with... Speaking of uh, Guillermo del Toro, we talked about him for a second earlier. He wants to do a remake of that. Besides the point. Pet Cemetery scared me not so much for Gage, a little boy, but for... The wife who the came wa- The wife's sister. Ooh. Like, they had, like, you know, some kind of back problem or something like that. She'd have flashbacks of having to take care of her or something like that. It was like a guy dressed up as a woman, real frail looking. Actually, still scary. Never mind. Still scares me. (laughs) I was going to say, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I think I'm still... Pretty iffy about watching that movie. I mean, what? Scream doesn't scare me anymore. I mean, the first time I saw Scream, I, I jumped quite a few times. No, the opening sequence when she looks out the window and the guy, like, you know, ghost face just turns. Well, I think, you know, there's just movies like that we'll, we'll never get back. Paranormal Activity? Paranormal, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a big problem with horror movies. Like, that that initial shock, if it's hard to get that feeling back. Yeah, especially being that, um, you know, we thought... Or we were led to believe when Scream came out that uh, the main character would be... Oh, I can't remember her name. Nev Campbell? No, no, no. We didn't know ne- Nev Campbell would be the main character. Or Drew Barrymore? Yeah, we thought Drew Barrymore was going to be the main character in Scream. Yeah, killing off somebody that early on... That big a name at that time? Well, she wasn't a big name. Like, that was the movie that brought her back. But that was the biggest... Yeah. actor in that movie at the time and it was her definitely was her comeback role because after that she was in a bunch of stuff but. And, and she was prominent on the movie posters too yeah for a five minute long role at best yeah must be nice off the top of my head I can't think of anything else if you guys have any movies that you want to talk about that scared you when you used to watch it don't like Nightmare on Elm Street is still scary yeah that uh, Johnny Depp scene there's a video of teenagers watching horror movies like classic horror movies and they had that scene in it and they're like oh look at Johnny Depp he looks so young and then the blood starts 
decided to erupt. And they're like, this one girl's like, the human body does not contain that much blood. And I was like, nerd. Dance break? Where do you go? Hello everybody, this is Ming Chen from EMC's Comic Book Man, and you are listening to Adam and Rodney on Um That Just Happened podcast. That was Where Do You Go by No Mercy. Uh, let's see. Promotions. Alright, so obviously we want to promote the You're Gonna Get a Disease Network, starring You're Gonna Get a Disease, the flagship show. For your news and current events. Um That Just Happened. For your weekly commute. And for nerdisms, obviously. Something Gate. For your drinking games. Daz Drunks. For your blackout drinking games. And the vagina dialogues. For your vagina games. Or your female perspective. Or if you need a glass of wine with that drinking game. Want to promote the new phone number, which is... Fuck Pie. Fuck U-T-J-H. Or if you want the actual numbers, it's 385-743-8854. Leave a message, send us a picture, whatever you want. Long distance read apply. Of course. Listen, data raise apply. Anything else we got to promote? Uh, let's see. Uh, support our quest for better entertainment. Fuck all things Kardashian, because it'll kill you. Yeah. Or nearly do so. Download Wildfire on iTunes. Mm. Look up uh, Tony Arjanon. Look for Red Novella on SoundCloud, and also Tony Arjanon on SoundCloud. Facebook.com slash hashtag spell out UTJH for all your left or right-isms. Visit Geeks of Gogo for all your nerd news. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Geeks of Gogo. They had a, a really good uh, article written by Monica Gonzalez, of course. We really got to have them back on. They're so busy. Yeah. Like, do you see the amount of shit that they post? It's mm-hmm. unreal. Like, they're always at some kind of convention. Where, where do they find these things? It's going to, like, you know, not just... Like, you and I, we go to C2E2. It's the big over-the-top convention. There are probably three or four other conventions in the greater Chicagoland area that are minuscule compared to that, but... Still very important conventions. I mean, if I had enough time and enough money, I'd go to all of them, but I have neither. <laughs> yeah, why don't they have a bring your kid to this convention convention? For free. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, special shout out again to Armando, Ryan, and Jared from Something Gate for calling into the UTJH hotline. We appreciate you guys very much. Uh, your feedback's always very, very important. Uh, hi. Am I on? Hi, uh, this is Ryan, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. I just kind of wanted to call in and say hi and uh, ask him up. Hey, hey, this is Armando calling into UTJH. Leaving you a voicemail. I know I'm supposed to leave a voicemail. Never done this before, but uh, yeah. 
Hey, this is Jared Sampson from Something Gate. I just wanted to call in with my first of my weekly inputs into the left or right discussion put on the Um That Just Happened page. I gotta say that uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the left on this one. Gotta go with Shiva Komini Sama coming to Krom. She's a local girl, Joyette area. Knew a couple of our friends from uh, college, and she's absolutely gorgeous. One of the things that uh, was also brought up to me is I had to I have to go left or right on Rodney and Adam. I gotta say I gotta go with my brown me. I gotta go with the Adam on this scenario because Adam and I have very similar points of view and then completely opposite points of view for other things. So it's kind of fun having that dichotomy when we get on the show together, even when we're talking on Facebook. It's a good time. One other thing I was asked to bring up was uh, what was what is my um. I just saw for this week. Well, um, I just saw Old Boy. I finally put it in the player on the Netflix, on the Internet, and finally sat there and watched the movie that was recommended to me by Adam and Rodney. And I got to say, I agree, guys. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen finally showing them or showing them in that movie. Fantastic. The movie uh, premise, rather kind of fun, intriguing. It made it very uh, who's, what's going on, dug it a lot. And uh, the ending, I kind of talked about on our show on Something Gate on our last episode that still has yet to be edited. Take a drink, everybody. That it reminded me a lot of one of my favorite runs of comic books called Nemesis. I'm not going to go into the uh, into the details of the ending of the movie, but if you're familiar with Nemesis, which is like a four-run comic book run, and uh, it was really good, and uh, I liked Old Boy. The ending was twisted, which is always fun, and uh, I got to say, it, it entertained me for a good two hours. I got to say, it was, it was a good time. So, again, this is Jared Sampson from Something Gate. I got to go left with Shiva. Got to go left with Adam, and uh, um, I just saw Old Boy. You guys all have a good night. Remember, haters got to hate, ainers are going to ain't, and alligators are going to alligate, and pimping ain't what easy ain't. This is Jared Sampson. Good night. And Jared, I will be talking to you about Old Boy and Nemesis, which I have read and own very soon. Yeah, leave your voicemails at uh, fuckpieutgh. If we get enough of them, if we like them, maybe we'll start a new segment. We'll, we'll probably air your voicemail. Yeah. Um, so call in, let us know who you are. Um, appreciate any and all feedback. Or send us some text messages. We'll post them to the Facebook page. We love you all. Adam, out. Mic drop. I didn't mean to sign off. Yeah, go ahead. Signing off from the FTC, I'm Ronnie Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And um, that just happened.
Price is right, Jingle?